Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. Well, hi, everybody. It's great to be with you at Church Online today. And to all the dads, uh, just reiterate, happy Father's Day. Hope you're having the best of days, being celebrated and relaxing and everything that goes with Father's Day. Uh, I've got a message ready for you today. I think you're really going to uh, be encouraged and lifted and just, just take something out of this today. So let's get to it. Let me pray and we'll get straight on into it. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for every single person here today. Thank you for all the dads, Lord. We thank you for dads doing a great job. We pray you'd help every dad to live out that part of their life really, really well. And Lord, for everybody here today, we pray uh, you'd encourage them, you pray you'd build them, you pray you'd help them in Jesus' name, amen. Let's get straight into it. Uh, how, how would you describe the tone of the conversation going on in the media right now? Uh, you're gonna see some images uh, and they are, they are just, what was on the front page's papers as I punched them in? There's no filter, it's just what was there. And, and if you catch any of the headings, you'll sort of capture the tone of the media right now. I mean, I just scanned for 10 minutes and I was nearly suffering from depression and anxiety. There's a, there's a tone in the conversation. And how would you describe then the, the tone of conversation going on around you right now? What, what, what's it like? And then, and then what about you? How's the tone of your conversation? Uh, in, in your own life, coming out of you? What, what, what's the tone of your conversation right now? Because there's a lot going on, isn't there? There's a lot going on, and there's a lot uh, going on in people. And in the midst of all of that, I believe that we can thrive, regardless of what's going on, whatever's going on in our world, that we can thrive right in the middle of it all. And, and I especially think that's true for those who have a trust and a faith in God that we can thrive in whatever the season and whatever's going on. So, so I want to talk with you about that today. And no matter where you're up to, whether you don't believe or you do believe, or you're on the journey of checking out Jesus and coming to your own decision, there'll be some, some really some helpful things in this message. But if you're a believer today, this is really, really going to set you up. So, so let's get to it. We're in um, week three of this series called How to Live an Elevated Life in Times Like These. And so the, the idea at the center of this is found in Isaiah 58 verses 11 and 12. It says this, The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and he will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people, it goes on to say, will rebuild the ancient ruins and the rubble. You'll be restorers, rebuilders, razor-ups of um, broken walls, streets to dwelling, places for people to live. Uh, I want you to hear what it's saying here. It's saying, hey, this is a people, God's speaking to his people. And he's going, you're right in the middle of a drought-stricken land. I mean, as far as the eye can see. And, and when you walk out the door, when you look around, there's rubble and, rubble and ruins in this decimated city. 
But I want you to know this, he says by his prophet Isaiah. I want you to know that though you're surrounded by drought-stricken land and that you're living in the midst of rubble and ruin, I want you to know this. You're going to be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. You're going to be, put another way, you're going to be, you're going to be a person that is full of life and life-giving. You're going to be, no matter what's going on, you're going to be a person full of life within and you're going to be life-giving for others. And, and, and that's the message for us today, the elevated life. It doesn't matter. The world is in a pandemic like we haven't seen in 100 years. There's all sorts of other things going on. And right in the middle of it, God says, you can live in a way that's elevated. You, despite everything that's going on, can be full of life and you can be one bringing life to others, life-giving in the way you live. So that's the idea at the core of this series. And, and I believe that that's God's, uh, it's his hope for all people, it's his desire for all people, and it's his will for every single believer in him. And so that's the series. In, in week one, we talked about how to live with an elevated soul in times like these. And we talked about living deeply connected to God and, and about finding a place without pace where we can connect with God. And that was week one. And then in week two, we talked about how to live with elevated thinking. We talked about creating new rhythms and, and uh, replacing old thoughts and renewing our minds and how powerful that is. And, and so that really sets us up and segues into today. And we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about how to live having elevated conversations. Because let's face it, the world you live in and I live in could do with some elevated conversations going on in the midst of all that's unfolding before our eyes. Listen, listen to this. Listen to the power of your conversation and my conversation um, as we go about our lives. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 24 says this. Gracious words are like honeycomb. Now, I don't know about you. I love honeycomb. I love it. I love violet crumbles. Just to show, just to have a discussion if you're with someone else. Violet crumble or crunchy. Violet crumble or crunchy. I'm with violet crumble every single time. Gracious words are like honeycomb. They're sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Gracious words are like honeycomb. They're sweet to the soul and they're, 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 they're nourishment. They're, they're, they're healing to the bones. That's the power of our words. Um, Proverbs 18.21 says, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who those who love to talk will reap the consequences or reap the fruit of their conversation. Um, and that's true positively and that's true negatively. And that has so much potential that our words have the power of life and have the power of death. They have the power of life and they have the power of death. And we get to choose what our words bring. Proverbs 12 verse 18 says, The words of the reckless pierce like swords. But the tongue of the wise brings healing. Isn't it true? The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. 
Words can be weaponized, and we've all seen that at some point. And words can be healing and health and bring hope. Words can do so much more. They can, they can create confidence in a person and assurance in a person. They can bring peace of mind to a person. They can instill hope in a person. They can stir faith in a person. Oh, words are so powerful and we get to use them for all kinds of things. And so what an incredible moment it is to be on the earth where we have the power to choose the words that we live with, that they might be life within us and life giving to those around us, elevated conversations. And so how do we do this? How do we have elevated conversations in times like these? I, I want to bring three ideas, three thoughts for you uh, uh, that help us have elevated conversations wherever we find ourselves. Here's number one. Number one is this, establish a faith, hope, and love foundation for our conversations. Really simple. Some of you know the scripture, you know the thoughts, so, but stay with me because it's not do you know faith, hope, and love, but do we live faith, hope, and love? Establish a faith, hope, and love foundation for our conversations. Would you say that's, that's the way you live right now? Is your conversation full of faith? Is it full of hope? Is it overlaid with love? Is that the kind of conversation that you're having in your life? Now, we're all imperfect at this, but I think we should all aspire to, to this place, faith, hope, and love. Uh, let's think about that for a mo moment. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, these three will last forever, faith, hope, and love. Um, and the greatest of these is love. It, it, the Bible says it, and, and it's saying, hey, everything else is going to pass away. It's the context, everything, all the things you do, all the good you do, all the, all the skills you have, all the things you achieve, it's all going to pass away, even the supernatural, the spiritual, the miracles. But these three, they'll never pass away. They'll stand forever. Faith, hope, and love. When people talk about heaven and eternity, I can tell you this, it's a place that is full of faith, hope, and love. And, and, and so the Bible says they're the big three. And so let's simplify it down. Let's make those the big three in our conversations. Uh, some of you would have heard me say it before, faith, hope, and love. It's the, it's the, uh, it's the lens that Jesus saw with as he moved in his 33 years upon the earth, Jesus spoke and moved and interacted with people with a lens of faith, hope, and love. And then, then of course, it was Jesus. It was a language that he spoke with. It was full of faith, hope, and love. And, and, and then, then, of course, it, it was the spirit that Jesus lived with, just full of faith and full of hope and full of love as he moved upon the earth. And so let's, let's think about that. Let's bring faith to conversations. The Bible describes faith this way. It's the confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we don't see. Yeah, it's a, it's a confidence uh, or the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. That's what faith is. It's not that they're not going to be, it's just that they're not yet. And, and so bringing faith to conversations when we're speaking to people. You know, I think that uh, straight after this in the same passage as the definition, uh, Hebrews chapter 11 says this, by faith, um, Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah, David and Samuel, and all the prophets, they conquered kingdoms, they administered justice, and gained what was promised by faith. Imagine that. They conquered kingdoms. So people were telling them that things couldn't be done, and this will never change, and that'll never happen. 
and they conquered. They stepped out in faith. It was the substance of their confidence and it was the evidence of, of what was coming and what wasn't here yet. They stepped out into it. And you and I, all around us, are reasons to just be um, uh, drowned out by what the media is saying and pulled down by the circumstances we live in, even a little bit shut down uh, in our spirit by the lockdown that's happening. And yet faith speaks to that. Faith causes us to act in that and go, no, no, I, I see what's yet to be. And I'm going to live in light of that, bringing faith to our conversations. It's a game changer. Faith is an elevator, isn't it? It's an elevator. It's a game changer. Faith sees beyond what is and, and faith sees what is possible with God. And so let's bring faith to conversations. And then let's bring hope. Oh, don't you love hope? No secret to many of you, I love sport. And uh, one of the things I love is, is, is sport throughout the course of a game will will spark hope in you. Oh, there's still a chance. Oh, if we just, in a game of cricket, get a wicket here or score a try there, there's, there's hope. I love the idea of hope. And let's bring hope to people's worlds. Let's face it, the world right now could do with a giant dose of hope. Massive doses of hope. It doesn't need another pessimist. It doesn't need another critic. The world doesn't need any more of that. It doesn't need another realist or negative person who calls himself a realist. It doesn't need another conspiracy theorist. It just doesn't need it. But I'll tell you what the world needs. It needs hope. The world where you live, the world where I live, it needs hope. Maybe like it's never needed hope in my lifetime. Hope. And, and we get to bring that in our conversations. Hope um, for the time in which we live. Listen to this um, from Romans chapter 8 um, as we think about hope because the foundation of hope that has substance is found in the pages of Scripture. The Word of God, the promises of God, the truth of God. This is where hope is immovable and unshakable. Hope. It's Romans 8, 38, 39. For I am convinced, the writer says... That neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present or threatening, not things to come, not powers, not height, not depth, nor any created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Wow, what a, what a passage of scripture. Nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God. He's got you. He's got this. He's got the future. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what a pandemic brings. It doesn't matter what the conspiracy theorists say. It doesn't even matter if they are right. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what we perceive on anything. God has got it. it there's nothing that can separate you and I from the love of God. He's got us now. He's got us tomorrow. He's got our future. He's got eternity. And that, that, that let that stir hope in us. Oh, let it stir hope in us in the midst of whatever's going on around us. Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. Doesn't matter what happens. Doesn't matter what goes on. It doesn't matter if the, the economy goes south or, or a business goes under. God, the Bible says that God's got us. He, he, he's going to work out everything, everything for good for those who love him and for those who are called according to his purpose. That creates incredible hope. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 in the Bible says, For I know the plans and thoughts I have for you, says the Lord. 
plans for peace and well-being, not for disaster, but to give you a future and to give you a hope. Oh, there's so much reason and cause for hope. And this is a great time, you know, in your faith, if you're a person of faith. This is a great time to just reaffirm the foundation of biblical faith and of biblical hope. When everything's being shaken, we're reminded where our faith uh, can stand and where hope will not be moved and is sure. If you haven't, don't know Jesus yet, today's a great day to put your trust fully in the God who formed the earth and who formed you, who knows you intimately. The Bible says even your, the number of hairs on your head and the thoughts on your, in your mind and the words that you speak, even before you speak them. That's how deeply and intimately he knows you and he knows me. And we can put our hope there, faith. And then let's turn that hope that is within us into hope for people in the here and now. And of course, in, uh, stir up in people the hope of eternity that is to come. I tell you, one thing a season like this does for, for someone who believes in God is it orientates you again that our hope is not in the here and now, but it is in the life yet to come, the life that God has promised. When this life is over and eternity begins, when it opens up, oh, that our hope is steadfastly there because we are just passing through this place on our way towards home. It's called heaven. So bring faith, bring hope, and let's do it all in love. Oh, let's do that. That's what I want to, in the conversations I'm having, bring faith, bring hope, and do it all in love. That's number one. Number, number two, there are just two questions to ask in this space. Number one question is, or number two is answer these two questions. Answer these two questions. Here's the first question. Who are we listening to in terms of conversations and content? Psalm 1 verses 1 to 3 says this. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the company of mockers. So hey, don't let all that be the influence in. Don't let that be what, uh, sorry, who we're listening to. It says, but instead they meditate on his law, God's law, God's word, day and night. That person, the person who doesn't listen over here, but actually meditates on God's word, makes that the conversation within. That person, it goes on to say, is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. They're always healthy. They're always flourishing. They're always thriving. Whatever they do, it goes on to say, prospers. So who are we listening to? Who are, who are the voices into our life right now? The conversations and their content. Because it's, re, it's revealing, right? It, it is revealing and, and it is actually proving, defining. And it becomes part of um, who we are and what flows out of it. So who are we listening to? Proverbs 13 verse 20 says this. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools will suffer harm. Hey, walk with the wise. Uh, listen to the wise. Let our conversations become the same. Proverbs 12, 18. The words of the reckless pierce like swords. But the tongue of the healing brings healing. We mentioned it before. Listen to these, thinking about the conversations we listen to. Who are we listening to? The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. And then this from Proverbs, the lips of the righteous nourish many. Oh, don't you love that? The lips of the righteous nourish many. They feed many. They're life and life giving. That's question number one. Who are we listening to? And then question number two, what's our internal narrative? Again, thinking about Psalms, Psalms 14, one says, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. 
What, what's the conversation? That's his conversation with him. What's the conversation with him? What's the narrative within for you today? What is it? Um, what, what, what are you saying in your heart? What's the conversation within? What are the stories we're telling ourselves? What are the themes we're stirring within? Hey, let's, let's take charge of the narrative, fill it with faith, hope, and love, and, and all things good. Um, here's a great way to start. Psalm 19, 14 says, um, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. May the words of my mouth, but also the meditation, the story, the conversation in my heart, may it be acceptable to you. When we get that right, everything that comes out of a conversation within that is pleasing to God, well, that's going to be full of life. That's going to be life-giving to others. And then number three, my final thought today is this. Make Ephesians 4 a mission in every conversation. Make Ephesians 4 a mission in every conversation. Listen to this. I, I love these verses. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. One more time. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And here's a great mission to have in every conversation is to go, you know what, in every conversation, I, I want to leave here um, with you having been built up, you being better for the conversation. I want your needs to be met. I want you to be in a better place as a person of faith and in your faith and as a person just navigating life. I want you to be built up. I want you to be better for it. And what a, what a bottom line to have in every conversation. I'm going to leave this place building people up. People are going to leave my conversation better for it. My best friend this week, I'm going to leave them built up. They're going to leave our conversation better for it. As I go to work, I'm going to leave people built up and they're going to leave the conversation better for it. When people see my posts on Facebook, Instagram, social media, well, they're going to be built up. They're going to leave that place better for it. So one place on the internet where it's going to be true in my text messages, I'm going to leave people built up. I'm going to leave people better for it. If I'm married, my spouse, my kids, my parents, my friends, my neighbors, the places I go across the week, I'm just going to build people up. And when they left me, they're going to be better for it because the kind of conversations that I have are conversations that are elevated. Because if ever there was a time to have elevated conversations, it's in a time just like this. So may you and may I be those kinds of people as we move out into our week, full of life and life-giving, elevated conversations, elevated in our souls, elevated in our thinking, in times like these. God bless you. Have a tremendous Father's Day and we'll see you next week. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au And thanks again for listening.